the number one question I always have is, is this person going to require babysitting and handholding or are they only going to come to me when they've exhausted every possible route to solving their problem on their own? What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Demand Gen Chat, a podcast brought to you by Chili Piper. My name is Emil. I'm the guy who hosts the show. And in today's episode, I got to sit down and interview Gaetano Dinardi, who is the director of Demand Gen over at Nextiva. Many of you may actually remember him from his sales hacker days where he was the VP of marketing, and he actually led the marketing team up until their recent acquisition. I had an absolute blast recording this episode with Gaetano. He's a super funny guy, very practical, no BS, a lot of great takeaways. So the first thing we got into was Gaetano is, had recently started at Nextiva, and just like many of us who have come into a new gig, it's so important to start out on the right foot and make a good impression and focus on the things that are actually going to be helpful for the business. So I asked Gaetano how he plans on coming in with a bang and his tips for anyone else who may be going through that right now. The next thing we chatted about was hiring, one of my favorite things to talk about. So if you're a marketing leader, at some point you're gonna have to hire if you're not already doing it now. And one of the most important things is can you find, you know, if someone doesn't have a lot of experience, how do you find people who have that untapped potential? And then for people who do have more experience, how can you make sure they're actually gonna be a good fit on your team? before you hire them. So we had a really fun conversation around hiring. And lastly, LinkedIn. So Gaetano, if you don't follow him on LinkedIn, highly recommend you go check him out there. He has really good content. Gaetano is a master, I consider a master on LinkedIn. He has posts that have done over 140,000 impressions. And so I asked him to go over the anatomy, or as he likes to call it, the secret sauce to a viral LinkedIn post. So that was a really fun one. I know a lot of marketers are trying to crack the LinkedIn code and I think there'll be a lot of good tips for you guys in there. All right, let's hop into it. So you and I both have some pretty weird names. Tell me you can relate to just having people completely butcher your name. Oh, they butcher. What's what's the weirdest one you've gotten? The weirdest one is probably Giatano. (laughs) Giatano, Gitano. Those are the most commonly... (laughs) I get people emailing me saying hi email. That's happened to me like multiple times. Oh man. Uh, what about like when you meet them in person, you're like, Hey, the name's Emil. Like, uh, email. They're like, Neil. <laughs> anyway, man, uh, let's hop into some marketing stuff. So when did you start with Nexiva? Just a couple of months ago, like less than two months ago. Okay. So you have a pretty unique perspective. You know, a lot of marketers come into a new gig. They want to make a good impression. What's some of the stuff you're looking at to change up and and really help Nextiva out with their marketing? Yeah, it's definitely different for every company. You know, Sales Hacker being a 10-person like remote startup, you know, it was pretty easy to just get right in there and start fixing shit off the bat. It's like, all right, homepage is obviously messy. You're seeing a lot of drop-off from homepage to the places that we want people to go. So that's an obvious area for improvement. So you deploy something like Hotjar and start figuring out where people are clicking and where they're not. You know, then it's like step number two is figuring out what does traffic look like? What does lead gen look like? What does the email list 
look like and just kind of like going back to the the primary goals like what is most important and then just kind of attacking it from there but at a place like nextiva you know 1000 plus employees basically my requirement per day is 2.5x leads per day per rep that i am responsible for and that is across all organic channels, paid channels, affiliate partnerships, events, like the whole shebang. To how many reps? Two and a half leads to how many reps? Yeah. 2.5 X leads per day per rep. So basically right now, what my target is, is 500 leads per day. Damn. We have almost 300 inside sales reps, but it's, it's uh, easy. five, it, 600 leads a day. No problem. Yeah, it's easy. It's light work, you know, five, six hundred leads a day, you know, really on a light day, it's like 600, but. Oh my God. What do you, so what are you guys at currently? Right now our, our target per day is 500 leads per day. We're not close to that yet, but we're inching our way toward it. So I would say we're about like, we're about like a hundred leads off per day right now. The problem right now is that like I could do short term shit to like close that gap, right? Like I could increase spend in certain areas, and so forth. But I don't want to do that because I want to decrease reliance upon paid channels because it's just not good long-term to do that. So the areas that I'm looking at to improve kind of efficiency from a lead gen standpoint right right off the bat is like, boom, top traffic organic pages that are not converting well. That's like almost always your most immediately low-hanging fruit. You go in a search console, you filter by impressions, but not that many clicks. So that means that pages are ranking on page one in Google, but they're getting seen, but they're not getting clicked. It's probably because your headlines and your descriptions suck or they just like, they don't entice click through. Right. And then if you are getting click through, but you're not getting conversions, then it's a pretty obvious sign that the intent is a mismatch or you're just creating too much distraction on the page and so on and so forth. So that's like the, the long-term battle, I think, um, for any demand gen leader, it's going to be like, how do you balance for landing pages, SEO and rankings and traffic versus like conversions? Because, you know, historical wisdom says that for SEO, you need to have a pretty robust landing page. But then on the conversion side, it's like, if it's too robust, it's confusing. And then you distract away from conversion. So you got to constantly be testing and, and optimizing in order to kind of strike the balance of both. Right. Are you looking at um, like service type pages at first? Yeah, yeah. The quick hits are always going to be service pages, product pages, pricing pages, and, you know, some of the informational type of pages as well. Those are always going to be your, you know, your big bang quick hits. With Sales Hacker, you know, we didn't really have that we didn't have any product pages because we didn't have a product. You know, the product right. was the audience. Yeah, so the pages to optimize there were like uh, events, sales training and online courses, but it, it wasn't as like urgent desire, like urgent right now I need to increase leads type thing. It was like, all right, we have a little bit more of a cushion just because we don't have so many sales reps to support. Right. Um, whereas with Nextiva, it's like, you really do have to focus on the areas that are closest to business results. Otherwise you're just kind of, you know, wasting your time. Right. I know your, your background is more SEO and content and it's always just a, a better, cheaper acquisition channel. It just takes time. So are you planning on doing some advertising as well? 
in the short term or is it just going to be SEO and content? No, nah, it's, it's, it's everything, man. I mean, like we're spending a, a pretty significant amount, I would say a month on AdWords and you know, there's always significant opportunity for SEO and, and paid uh, advertising to collaborate. And I think like the first area that you always find so fascinating or I find fascinating is like what PPC advertisers think is like good advertising copy and conversion journeys versus like what we think is good. And a lot of times what you find is that like they don't necessarily understand fully the scope of like how to align certain messaging to certain personas. Like, for example, like targeting short tail queries that are big and beefy and high CPC and high search volume. Like I'll give you an example, online chat, right? Like mm -hmm. we have an online chat software. If we target that keyword in, in AdWords, we're probably not going to perform that well. We're an immature product. We're not as well known in the, in the space and brand familiarity also influences branded and non-branded paid search quite a bit. So for us to target something really short tail like online chat would not be a good option, but something like online chat for car dealerships, that might work, go vertical specific and then build out. And then the, the, the trick is with the, the real magic is that you have to build out vertical specific PPC landers in order for it to work. Like you can't target online chat software for car dealerships and then just send them to a generic ass online chat boom, you know, one size fits all for everyone. Go. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. it doesn't work that way. You're taking money and you're putting a blowtorch to it if you're going that route. So with targeting, it's like the more specific you can get, the better on the paid side, especially when you're trying to really generate some more traction in the market for a new product, especially for us. Like we're historically known as a voiceover IP brand. So voice like now, like branching into all these other areas of products like you know chat surveys marketing automation analytics and so forth it's like really challenging to like balance it all so i love that idea of making it persona specific my first thought and i think a lot of people probably hearing this are like thinking but how do i scale that that's always what like marketing people are thinking it's like how do i scale that for you is it you know bringing up that example is it like you just have a couple persona specific ones or are you doing them across like a ton Nah, you, you have a couple persona specific ones because your product may not be like the right fit for every industry. And that's also a good opportunity for leveraging paid ads, especially PPC. You know, you can do a test where you say, all right, we're going to do online chat software for car dealerships. And then we're going to do online chat software for, um, let's say insurance or real estate. And what you find is that you spend the same amount on both ad groups, you target the same long tail phrase match queries, and you might find a significantly higher conversion rate for one than the other. And it might just be because certain markets and certain verticals just gel well, they, they mesh better with that type of product, whereas another may not. So I don't think it's one size fits all. I think it's like if there's some hypothesis that like your sales team has and say, yeah, you know, I think we'd be, our product would be a great fit for this. It's like, if you're still early, you're still trying to find product market fit, right. For like mm -hmm. these like certain groups. So it's definitely not one size fits all. I think you just kind of test and, and scale as your testing permits you to go. Yeah. Going back to content a little bit, you guys are probably in a not very sexy space that a lot of people can relate to, right? Voice over VoIP. I'm lucky right now we're in marketing software. Like that stuff's a lot more fun to talk about. We get to talk to marketing people, but oh yeah, 
you mentioned the the service page stuff that you're going to have to deal with the low hanging fruit, but at some point you're going to go top of the funnel. So what, what are some ideas you have on like how to create good content for a not so sexy industry? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is always going to be like one of the hardest things to do in the case of you, you're at a snack company, not necessarily everyone knows that they just like need snack delivery service, you know, right. whereas like with us, it's like phones, like every business needs a phone. Right. pretty much like any business that's planning to scale beyond one person. So right off the bat, we have like an advantage there, but in terms of like creating sexier content, what it comes down to is the fact that, and so many companies get this wrong. You don't have to only talk about topics that are directly related to your stupid product. And you got to get into the mindset of the customer, right? Like, for example, we are targeting small business owners. Do you think that small business owners are only struggling with phone? No, they're struggling with marketing. They're struggling with sales. They're struggling with customer service, right? They're struggling with like all these different things. So you need to talk about problems that they're having that not only your product can solve, that's one way to think about it. That's how you go true top funnel. It's like, all right, you suck them into this, into this content engine. And this is the, this is the game plan, plan with Sales Hacker too. Like, yeah, we were selling sales training services and events. But guess what would have happened if all we talked about was sales training problems and events? Nobody would give a shit. You know, and it's the same thing with VoIP. It's like, you don't always talk about VoIP. You don't always talk about phones. <laughs> That's one angle to take on it. Yeah. The other angle is like, there's always ways to get interesting lead magnet content from these boring or stale dinosaur industries. One thing that I'm going to do in Q4 is launch the uh, state of business communications survey. And it's going to be administered primarily uh, to senior IT managers, CIOs, uh, people in that kind of bucket, if you will. Mm -hmm. And the goal is just to produce like exclusive data, rare insights on the challenges that businesses are having with their communications yeah. and the way that they communicate with their customers, the way they communicate internally, right? We already know uh, internal communications in business is really challenging. Like we use a million apps now, email, Slack, WhatsApp, Zoom, right? This, right. that, you got marketing automation, you got CRM, you got all these different things. And it's like, there's so many different ways you can get a message now. And we're just trying to kind of simplify all that with our brand angle and ultimately with our product. But at the end of the day, you can do things like survey people and get exclusive data and gather oh, yeah. research to put 100%. together lead magnet content. It doesn't necessarily just have to be boring ass bullshit article that no one cares about, you know, cause I can guarantee you, I could talk about 10 ways to do clever things with your phone and like, no one's really going to care that much. Right. Yeah. We did, we did the same thing. So previous company snack nation, most, companies, the person who was buying snacks for their company was the office manager. And so, you know, there's only so many keywords and types of content that we could create around office snacks. And we're like, all right, let's just create content for office managers. And we did the same thing. We created a yearly state of the office manager report where we asked them things like salary and what's difficult in their job. And it became this huge, huge, huge lead magnet for us. We drove like LinkedIn ads to it. We did organic stuff with it, like co-promotion, so it was huge. We did the same thing. 100% mm -hmm. right. There's like it's brilliant. 
Yeah, you have to think about who is buying your service, your product, and how can I help them in ways that aren't just focused on my product? It's, yeah. it's genius. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Right. And then you have your own data that you can share with people and that creates more content and it's, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, you, I'm sure you did some kind of customer research or talked to customers or did some kind of interviewing or whatever. Like that was step one at sales hacker. Actually, it was like, all right, I know for sure based on the numbers that people are not, at least a good portion of people are not happy with the current state of our content, with our brand and so forth. So like I would talk to random people in our database who are subscribed to the list that have been on the list for longer than six months, figure out why are you on the list for so long? What keeps you coming back? All that sort of stuff, right? Then it's talk to people who have only been on the list for a very, very short amount of time. What made you join? What almost didn't make you join? What like hesitations did you have, if any? And this doesn't have to necessarily just be related to like list growth, but it can be product, customers, whatever. Are you Um, doing that over the phone or in person? Oh yeah, over the phone. Just like this, actually. It was was Zoom screen share. I had like a 20... 20 question survey that like I asked them like through video chat rather than just like sending them a survey. You can do that too, but you might get bullshit answers. Bullshit answers. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You might get a lot of hoopla. So unless it's like straight multiple choice and it's short and it's like five questions. So yeah, I just kind of like drilled deep and then I broke it down by like, I talked to a couple of VPs of sales, a couple of VPs of marketing, a couple of uh, sales development managers, account executives, just to kind of get like a broad spectrum. Like I knew kind of like in a high level sense, like who the, target content consumers were. And I just started talking to them, figuring out their problems. And that was literally the content strategy at first. It was like, Hey, VP of sales, what are the top five problems you are dealing with right now? Give them to me. Boom, 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 boom. All right. I'll figure out the answers. Account executive. What are the top five problems you're dealing with right now? Boom, 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 boom. All right, cool. I'll figure out the answers. Hey, sales development guy. What's your top five problems? Give them to me right now. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And so on and so on and so on and so on. Now the problem comes if you've got like a million personas, which you shouldn't have, but like in a company like Nextiva, you know, we have a lot of different customer segments, a lot of different buyer types. You know, I want to get to that interview stage, but like I'm still planning it out because it has to be carefully sort of done because we have so many segments. But in short, that was like like how we built the content strategy at sales hackers with interviews. Yeah. That was the first post I put up on chili Piper was interviewing your customers. Cause I think it's like the most critical thing you can do. Obviously you have to learn your product or service, but number two is talking to your customers. Like nothing beats talking to your customers. I love that. Like literally give me content ideas. What are the top five things you're struggling with? And I'm going to go convert that into content. Like, what better content can you create? I love that. Oh, there's nothing. There's only, there's only one thing that's just as good. Actually, I would say not, I don't know. You tell me what you think. Talk to your sales guys and girls on the front lines. What are the top objections that you're facing yes. every day? Give me yes. your top five objections right now. What are the reasons that they don't buy? What are the reasons that they do buy? Give me all that. And that could even be more content. I would say that's like, secondary value, but still Second. very, very close with yes. like customer interview, but it's the sales and marketing feedback as, as the alignment, as they say, is like, right. as cliche as it is, it is key. I think that's what the demand gen role has evolved to be. It's like, you're that line of marketing to sales, right? You're closer to revenue than, you know, an average marketer. Cause you're always talking to sales and you're the one responsible for sales enablement and sales collateral. I agree. Like I'm having, I'm constantly asking our salespeople for feedback. Like Mm -hmm. what's going on? What are people saying? 
what are they saying about this? How do they hear about us? Like, I want constant feedback. What are the challenges they're facing? Who are you finding is our champion internally, right? Like sometimes they're talking to five people. I'm like, who are you finding to be the person who's always pushing for us? Mm, yeah. Oh, I would agree a million percent. Like back in my pipe drive days where I was just an SEO geek, just in my little corner doing my little spreadsheet, right? Uh, you don't really, you know, I didn't really talk to sales that much. Um, I purposely asked to sit next to the SDRs though, just so I could hear mm. what's going on. You know yeah. what I mean? And also the other reason why I do that is because when you sit in the marketing island, everybody does this. They do the, hey, bop, bop, bop. they tap you on your shoulder. What are you doing today? What are you working on? And it's like, that turns into like a half an hour. I call it drive-bys, you know, where they put it, put it, put it, put it, put it. They give you the little drive-bys. You know, they, 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 they hit you with the office drive-by and you just get totally derailed. Uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So long story short, when I was at pipe drive, I didn't really interact with sales that much, but now today, oh my, the, you nailed it, man. Demand gen is like the direct lines of sales support. You are essentially like the agency that fulfills what sales needs to be successful. And if you don't, you will fail. Yep. Exactly. From, you know, acquiring leads to making sure they close switching gears for a second you i know you're hiring a lot right now hiring a couple people what characteristics have served you well when you look for the right types of marketers what what are the characteristics that like top marketers always have yeah so by far it's have they demonstrated the capability or ability to do some sort of like project on their own that demonstrates significant initiative. The number one question I always have is, is this person going to require babysitting and handholding? Mm-hmm. Or are they only going to come to me when they've exhausted every possible route to solving their problem on their own? How do you like, find that out from, you know, interviews, it's so hard to find that out, but like, how do you, how do you probe for that? Yeah. I mean, usually you can tell by like what they do that is not necessarily only directly related to their work. Like for example, there was a guy that, well, there was a girl actually that I hired at sales hacker who did um, like her own sort of like marketing blog, for example, like she blogged on medium.com about marketing topics. Like that is, that is a pretty strong sign that they're going to grab the bull by the horns. They're going to push things forward. Like they're, they, they love it. You know, they're immersed in marketing. They're truly passionate about it. There's like a deep desire um, for them to grow and learn and be truly excellent at their craft. So there's, there's gotta be something like that shows that they, that they've done it. Do they, do they guest post a lot on offsite publications? Have they, do they do things like this, like you're doing where they interview marketers and just put together a fun video series have they demonstrated leadership in some way, shape, or form in their past roles that have extended just beyond what's in the scope of what they're required to do? That's probably like the, one of the top things. I would say the other thing that's like super imperative is just like deep, deep, deep specialization. I will never hire any marketer that is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm like pretty good at like everything in marketing. Like if I asked them, like, what's like the one, what's the one thing in marketing that you're like the best at? What are you the best at? The best. And 
if I don't hear anything like marketing automation because X, Y, Z, and you know, I study all the marketing automation blogs or it's conversion rate optimization. I study conversionxl.com and all this stuff or SEO or whatever. If I just hear like, yeah, I kind of like, like, you know, writing, like, I think writing's cool. And like, just like email and stuff like social, like, yeah, that's cool. Like if I hear that, it's just like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> you know, you. and then the other question I always ask is like, who do you look at that's like really impressive in marketing right now? Like what companies are doing marketing really well right now? Yeah. And then if they just like name some company, I'm like, why? And if I hear like, uh, 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 ooh, uh, ooh, uh, yeah. Uh, then I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. It's always in the follow-up questions where you like, like people, people are very good at the surface level, right? They know that the, the, the questions they're going to get. So they know the first answer, but when you dig deeper, that's when you throw people off their game and like truly understand what do they know? And are they bullshitting me right now or not? Your first point is actually my, my, my number one determinant if someone's going to be successful. It's like, have they done something on their own? Like I've hired someone who had, he started his own like t-shirt e-commerce site. It didn't go very far, but just the fact that he was like, I'm going to create this thing for myself. Like that just shows initiative. Another person started up a Twitter and built it to like 9,000 followers on some mm -hmm. random handle, you know? So like mm -hmm. things that show that somebody can exactly without, without being told create. Yes. Build. Yes. Yes, exactly. Without being told. Right. Create so, something. It's, so it's like, it's like personal projects to me. Those are the things where I'm like, okay, this, this person shows initiative. They're proactive. That's the stuff I love. That's those are the marketers I look for. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Same here. Yeah. I like your style. Last topic I want to hit with you. Um, you have been doing really, really well on LinkedIn. I've been following your stuff for a while. How have you been unlocking such like virality with your posts? What are some, some tricks and tips and things that LinkedIn doesn't want us to know about? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> secrets, <laughs> the million dollar question. Um, <laughs> nah, I mean, honestly, dude, it's, it, it takes time. Honestly, like it takes time to no, 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 dude. Silver bullet. Where's this? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the real, the real, you want the sauce, baby. You want that sauce. The sauce is just being willing to talk about things that nobody else is willing to say or talk about. You really have to look at, you know, search the marketing hashtag, see what people are saying. It's a lot of the same crap. You know, it's AI, it's this, it's that, it's tech stack, it's, you know, they're talking about content in a very generic way. It's like, it's all the same garbage. You know, you search the hashtags and see what's out there. And my SEO background really, like, it's so funny how one function of marketing translates over to the next. Oh, yeah. Whenever I'm about to publish any kind of guide or article, you know, on, on the web, I compare it to what's number one in Google. And if it's not better or at least close to being as good, I don't even think about publishing it. Right. And I do the same thing on social. I scour hashtags. I look at what top influencers are talking about. And I think about how I'm going to approach my angle and my topic. And if it's too similar to like other things that are out there, I don't do it. I, I rarely talk about things that everyone else is talking about. I add my own kind of personality and flavor to the videos that I do. You know, I kind of like throw my little Bronx you know, New York <laughs> shit into that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, not afraid to be myself don't care about what haters say, right? Like the naysayers and the, the trolls, whatever, forget them. Mm. And just ultimately every, the real secret is every single post has to deliver unique value. 
what can you share that like no one else is sharing or very, very, very few people are sharing. Yeah. I always try. And I always try to like have a very strong hook in the beginning. Opening sentence is crucial. The storyline after that has, has to be flowing nice. Then the chunk, the middle of the post has to have like some key takeaways, some good actionable takeaways that somebody can pick out and immediately like that change their process marketing sales whatever right and then the end usually has some kind of call to action and that's the other thing too like not everything has a call to action that i do sometimes it's just like hey you should do these four things here's a video why and there's no first click first link in the comment i'm not trying to promote something every single time because i know people who do that they just try to promote their podcast every single post and it's like ah, this guy again, I know he's trying to promote a podcast. Let's see. Where is it? Yep. First link and comment trick. Yep. Seen that, <laughs> you know? So like I do that, but I don't do it every single time. I mix it up a lot. I do a lot of some posts that I do on LinkedIn are just like straight up. Here's 30 things you have to do in SEO. And it's just like, check this, check this, check mm-hmm. this. And it's like, Ooh, it's like, Whoa, like, I don't see that. You know, a lot of it is just like people trying to be fancy and creative and storytelling. And it just like, doesn't work. That's good. Uh, that's something I keep hearing from the best content creators. I know is you really have to do your research and find a way to be unique and go against yes. the grain if you have to, right? Like that's just, everyone's seeing the same shit on LinkedIn over and over and over again. Oh it's yeah. like someone's scrolling through their feed, looking at the first line, like you have to kind of wake that person up out of the default of just scrolling, right? Like you have to capture their attention in a very short period of time and it's going against the grain. That's the only mm-hmm. way to do it. Yeah. Those clickbaity tricks, like I'm not going to mention names, but there are some growth hacker marketers, if you want to call them that, that were like putting together these ridiculous, stupid stories. Like I woke up on my mom's couch space. Oh, I, was I, know. Space. I know exactly who you're talking about, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like stupid. After, and then like at the end, it's just like, and I didn't quit dot, dot, dot. And right. now I have hustle. a 30 person agency and right. I'm rich. Hustle, you know? <laughs> hustle, hustle. Yeah. Hustle, hustle. Team, no sleep. Right. right? Uh, vamp life. Boom. Uh, it's like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just not real. You know, the reality is that business owners are struggling. Entrepreneurs are struggling. Everybody's struggling. Nobody in this world is just easy peasy cruising to the top, you know? So that's just it. Hell yeah. Dude, I think that's a good place to to stop it. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Demand Gen Chat. One last thing before you do get out of here. Don't forget to subscribe through iTunes or whichever app you use to listen to your podcast so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you think of the show. It helps us keep doing this so we can keep bringing you more episodes about marketing and demand gen. See you next time.